0: All right, welcome back to best hour of their day. We have a special episode today with Nicole Watley. Welcome, Nicole.
1: Thank you. Thank you for having me.
0: Coming on the show. She posed a question to us a few weeks ago. And if you listen to the episode titled Coaching Shitty Athletes, that was based on your question. And after we did our best, you know, we always like to preface our answers with there's no right or wrong. It's a lot of gray and crossfit, but after we answered your question, I think there was a part of you that wasn't satisfied. And maybe it was just getting to know a little deeper what you were wanted out of the question or maybe we can refine our answers or maybe just ferns a jerk and he did a bad job answering the question. So, Nicole,
2: yeah, talk well us so through. well like to be fair, like uh, criticism is valid, right? Like I'm not uh, we're a jerk, not a, yes. we're not above that. Yeah, I am. A jerk. <laughs> Um, so we thought it was, yeah. I mean, so uh, Jay, I'll let you kind of lead into that, but like there was, um, I'm not afraid to say like, there was a little criticism there and it's like, it is what it is, you know? So like, let's, let's talk about it. Cause I think it can be cleared up, um, with regard to, you know, kind of how Nicole, how you felt, at least from, at least from, from what I got from the response. So hopefully we can talk through it, I think.
0: Well, and I think before we let Nicole speak. Yeah, that's what's cool about having open-minded people, right? And I think in general, the cross world brings that out of people. You know, they tend to be open-minded, willing to listen to other people's opinions inside of the stories. But when Nicole wrote to us, it wasn't anger. It was, hey, what can we do to rectify this? And what can we do to help Nicole understand our answer a little better? And what can we do to provide a better answer? So with that being said, Nicole, take it away. Sure. Thank
1: you. And... um To be honest, too, um, some of the information that was given in that episode, I've actually been able to apply. So I feel like, yes, there was definitely um, parts of the response in that episode that actually was really beneficial for for me. I just maybe wasn't clear as to what I was looking for um, from you guys um, because I'm a relatively new coach. I've started listening to you both fairly recently as a recommendation um, from another CrossFit coach uh, who values both of your advice. And so um, I'm always trying to learn and get better. We don't really have much of a program as far as continue to continually teach our coaches and to um mentor them and you know watch them see how they're doing see where they could get better at where they could get better etc and so um i'm kind of taking that on my own granted i'm also an attorney so um you know we're
2: smarter than both of us (laughs) well
1: i I just to mean that i work like 60 hours a week so being able to refine my coaching skills and get as much knowledge as possible is somewhat limited for that reason. Um, as well as possible.
2: What type, also, oh, what type of law sorry. do you practice?
1: Medical negligence. So oh, I represent right. uh, physicians, nurses, the healthcare system when they
0: get sued for medical. Negligence.
2: For malpractice essentially. Is that the same thing? Yes. That's the same thing. Okay. Got it. Okay.
0: Way smarter than us, Fern. <laughs> for sure. Way smarter <laughs> than you, but
1: definitely way smarter <laughs> than me. Um, so, um, but I, I don't want to stop growing and I don't want to stop learning as a coach. So that's why I reached out to you. Um, and as a new coach, we, our box has been in place for a little over 10 years now. And I'm just finding a lot of pushback, uh, from two areas of athletes. Um, one is the competitive, the competitive guys, particularly that when I try to, um, explain to them, you know, I want them to do a movement in a certain way or get full range of motion or whatever. Um, there's pushback and not pushback in a, Hey, I'm trying to learn way, but a pushback in a, just basically egotistical attitude type way. And then there's also the veterans who've been around pretty much as long as I have at this box and probably don't see me as a coach as more as a, you've been an athlete. As long as we've been an athlete, we know as much as you, um, And they often tend to make excuses when I try to coach them. So, for example, if I'm like, hey, can you push your knees out? They're like, oh, I just always have this knee thing. You know, just immediately there's an excuse. And I'm just hoping that there is a better way to coach them or talk to them without scaring them off or losing them as members. Um, And I was hoping that you guys could maybe uh, talk about that.
2: Jay, do you want to go or do you want me to go?
0: Well, I'll let you. I'll let you kick it off. But I guess my first question before we even dive into <laughs> specifics would be: so, as an attorney and someone that you know is is coaching CrossFit on the side, what's your motivation to coach?
1: I actually really enjoy it. Um, I really enjoy um, helping people. Get better at anything. It can be something from helping somebody, you know, get their first uh, muscle up to helping, you know, say we have a grandma who comes in and she's struggling to get on the floor with her grandkids. It's really nice to be able to help her get stronger and get fitter so that she can do those types of things. Um, I, and I just, I really enjoy it in general. So it's more of a passion project for me as
0: opposed to, you know, my livelihood.
2: I mean, I think it's the way most of us started.
0: Yeah. It's just interesting to hear someone who has a well-established career, you know, A, enjoy coaching and B, have this desire to get better at it. So that's really, you know, that's awesome. And it's good to know, you know, what place you're coming from, from that coaching world as we try to help and answer this. But yeah, Fern, I'll let you kind of take that first stab.
2: I think first it's, we have to acknowledge that that that's a real scenario and like anybody who's coached regard and and I would even go so far as to say it's a more real ser- a scenario for females you know I don't like I can only see you via video Nicole but typically you know the, the guys in the in the gym are typically bigger than the than the females so I'm not saying that's right it's just a thing that we could all agree probably shouldn't happen but it is right so we, I my, my first kind of approach to that is a we just have to acknowledge that that is a scenario we have to battle uh agreeing that it shouldn't be there but again we just have we just have to accept that and move on um the second thing is i think that just an overarching concept which is um and with regard to this question um it's a very common question jay i mean like it's this is probably something we deal with. I don't know that I've done a level one or level two and not had this scenario presented. I'm a new coach. There's people that have been there for five years. I haven't, haven't necessarily garnered the respect to tell them what to do and then they do that. So that's the other thing we just have to acknowledge. Um, and, and to some extent, like there's, that's a valid kind of argument from both sides, right? The, the, the coach, the, the argument from the coach standpoint is like, well, I'm the authority. I've gone through the course. i have taken this and I'm in charge of the class right now. Valid. 100% that should be the case. The other side from the athlete is, and it's unfortunate, and that's the weird part about having relationships in CrossFit is like, well, I knew you were before you were a coach. I know you don't have that much experience. And although you went to the course, um, I, don't, I don't necessarily, I'm not going to give you that kind of like authoritative respect. Um, and to some extent from, as a new coach, we have to understand that. And, and, and rather than just point out the problem, I'd like to just talk about how to think about it. One thing I think is very interesting about the CrossFit community is largely everybody respects somebody that works hard. So if you think about that athlete that finishes last, but is just really working their ass off, you know, that, that athlete that we would give, like Nicole Carroll likes to call it the fire in the gut, you know, that person just really pushing through. Um, And I think you could take that same concept and apply it to coaches. And, and what I usually tell people is like, really try to go out of your way to illustrate the fact that I'm really trying hard to run a good class here. And typically if I'm doing all of those things, people will respect that and they will be way less inclined to give me a hard time. And and this is not, and I'm not talking to you specifically on this, Nicole, this is just in general. Um, And, and that's like the first thing that I can do to combat, the, that kind of like weird, we could call it chauvinistic. I don't know, just, uh, arrogant kind of attitude. Cause it can happen with females too. I've seen it that way too. Um, so it's just like, understand that you're really working hard. And I would even go so far as to say, don't even don't, you shouldn't even be afraid to express that to people. You know, like if an athlete's giving you a hard time, I don't think it's inappropriate to pull them to the side and be like, listen, man, I'm really trying hard to run a good class here. I'm trying to prepare and you're just really making this difficult for me. I would appreciate if you didn't do that. I'd be really shocked if they didn't change their tone immediately, if you approached it from that angle. Um, and I've seen people do that. And, and the shift in the and that kind of interaction uh, happens pretty dramatically because th- where they're at is like, oh, I know more than you. I just want to do this workout. And then it goes to, oh, I'm kind of being a turd right now and, and making this more difficult for you than it needs to be. Um, so that's kind of where I would – I would start with that. Jay, I don't know what you want to add to that.
0: No, I think it's a really common phenomenon. I mean, to the point where anyone that's taken a level one delivered by Chuck Carswell as the Flowmaster typically opens up Sunday with a Q&A session and he opens it to the participants and inevitably the questions slow down or Chuck will just turn to the female trainer. Uh, typically it was Jenny or we worked together a lot of times and it mm-hmm. would be, this question posed to her just to show people that, Hey, this is a real scenario. And, and I think something, Nicole, that whether you're male or female, you know, as a new coach, you're, you're potentially going to deal with, especially when you're not coming from the athlete background. And what I mean by that is you're probably super fit. Nicole, you know, Fern is clearly, I mean, we all know how fit he is. Division one basketball player. Uh, Moder- so moderately it, fit. These it things. goes without saying, but you know, I've had my struggles as well where it's it's like you you have that kind of um what's that term? Like imposter syndrome almost where, you know, I'm not really great at this thing, you're better, but I'm I have to coach you. But that's where like Fern says, it comes down to the knowledge, it comes down to everything that we do outside of the class, showing people, hey, I'm trying to give you something really spectacular here.
2: Nicole, can I ask you a question? Yeah how would you describe yourself as a lawyer? Like what, like what's your temperament if from a, do you, do you do trial law, trial law, or is a lot of this stuff going to be settled out of court or.
1: Um, a lot of it's uh, a lot of it's litigation. Um, so it, you know, with the intent of possibly going to trial, but it uh, genuinely doesn't, uh, it doesn't usually go to trial um, Got it. for various reasons. Um, so I wouldn't say I could give you much of a answer in the way of what I'm like in trial, but, um, I genuinely just try to be an easygoing, um, pleasant attorney because we work in a small community and everybody sees each other constantly and you never know that person might be, you know, that attorney might be having a difficult time getting it together. And so we always afford, um, you know, kindness towards them because we never know when we're going to need it back.
2: That's fair. I just wasn't sure if you'd spend a significant amount of time in a courtroom or in depositions and stuff like that. And the reason I ask is, number one, I think we could all agree that you've learned way more information and way more difficult things than CrossFit. Like, I just, I think that's a fair assessment. The other reason I'm asking is because I think any lawyer... Uh, is probably equipped with some skills that they've developed along the way via law school in a law firm that would lend themselves to being a pretty effective CrossFit coach, which is kind of that kind of uh pre-trial or pre-deposition or, or just that preparation for this meeting or this interaction with the answers per se. And then that, skill set that I would imagine you have to develop as a lawyer of being able to basically deal with negations and have counter arguments which is like hey I want to do this and you're like okay well that's actually against the law so you can't do that um and you can kind of take that same mindset and and apply that to being a coach when they say well I want to use 185 for the power clean and then you can be prepared for that answer and be like listen this is a sub 8 minute workout these are supposed to be done unbroken i just watched you do eight singles so that's incorrect. uh and and you would be and you would be 100% in the in the right for saying that. um so i think just kind of like taking some of those skill sets that you already have and then figuring out okay well how can i take them and then cross them over to crossfit but using the same tactic that you use uh in your practice which is being what it sounds like i would describe as like being empathetic and using it that way. so you can be authoritative While being empathetic, I think that's very, very possible, and and I think that's the mark of a good coach. Anyway, you know somebody who like I'm right. I I can I can empathize with where you're coming from, but here here's the right answer. Um, so I don't I don't know if that helps or
0: not. So I know that does. (laughs) Nicole, can you give us? I know you mentioned earlier, hey, your athlete that's like, hey, I just squat with my knees out. But do you have a recent example of this
2: without naming um, bob yeah without naming
0: names are making such an obvious example that it was like hey that was me yesterday but by the way if that person's listening maybe they're learning at the same time
1: yeah um sure so i can think of a couple examples one is um actually just yesterday um there was um some knees to elbows uh in the workout and i was trying to tell an athlete who was she's sort of a veteran. She was with us for a few years in the beginning. Um, she took some time off and then she's come back. Um, and she, and I was like, Hey, you know, trying to just get her to swing her legs back rather than just stop her feet at the ground, the whole, every single rep to be more efficient. And she's like, I've just never been able to do it. Or I also had another athlete who I'm always trying to give her, uh, pointers in order to help her with the double under. She's like, I'm never going to get them. I've just never got them. It's never going to happen. And so
0: those are a couple ones that stick out to my mind in my mind right now. So here's what I hear with those. While they're being combative, I also think there's room there to improve the relationship and improve the coaching. Those aren't, in my opinion, again, you know, it's third person, word of mouth type of thing. But from what my experience in coaching is when you're getting that type of combativeness that I can't do it. I've never been able to do it. That's coming from a place of, you know, lack of self-esteem in this. And maybe this is your opportunity as a newer coach, as a younger coach, and as a female to be that person that's like, hey, I remember I struggled with this too. Because maybe there are other coaches at your box that are like not empathetic. You know, we talk about it, I talk about it. I'm sure you've heard of the book, Best Hour of Their Day, Nicole. I'm sure you have plenty <laughs> of copies just floating around. There's a but- lot
2: of extra copies floating around. <laughs>
0: I'm sure. <laughs> Stocking stuffers, just random people giving up books. Uh, but, you know, I talk about it in one of the chapters where my coach, Matt, we called it simple, complex, simple. He, he, the very first day i worked with him, he had muscle ups and then he's coaching somebody the muscle up and he's getting frustrated. Cause he's like, just do this. You know, just pull yourself over the rings where I can be like, Oh man, I struggled. I my rings were broken. I couldn't even do muscle ups, you know, I had to work on the fall script and this and that, so it could be that kind of opportunity what What do you think about that?
1: No, that actually sounds really good, and um, I actually like the idea of looking at it from it's more of an insecurity and perhaps you know they don't feel comfortable and finding a way to empathize with them is something that I feel I'm personally good at, so I, that's actually a really great way to approach it.
0: Yeah, and, and don't get me wrong. You're bringing up one example, and I'm sure you have those other – it's experienced as Fern is, myself included. I mean, I'm sure there are times at level ones, Fern, where you're coaching the small breakout group and you get pushback.
2: Yeah, I mean, I if admittedly, it does happen a lot less now, and, and I don't think that's because um, – I think that's just because like the more you do it the more skilled you become at just avoiding the scenarios altogether so like not even going down the road of beginning to have that interaction and, and and I'm and I'm constantly aware of that if I start to pick up even the slightest sense of pushback or somebody's getting a little grumpy I will try to find different ways around that to either try to connect with that person or give them the pat on the back about something um, and going back to the insecurity thing, I mean, I, I do think it's worth noting. I mean, like I, I think it's worth noting that there's a lot of guys who would be insecure with simply getting coaching from a female, with with no other context. Like, doesn't even matter. There, there are just guys who that would make them wildly uncomfortable if they were completely in the wrong. If they're squatting with their knees together on their toes, and you walked up and you said, "Hey, drive those." heels down and push your knees out they would be like wow I mean this is just the way I squat and I'd be like that's ridiculous you know Um, and uh, I I do think what you can do in some of those uh, instances and what I've learned over the years is I can either a use my own experience sometimes that's not good right going back to Jay's uh, example earlier if my experience was I did not struggle with that then I'm probably not gonna use that experience but the more you coach you'll have other people's experiences to use kind of as your own uh, and for that athlete who's not maybe pulling their uh, feet back behind the bar for the toes to bar, it, maybe that was you, maybe it's one. So, so if I, if it was me, I could use, Hey, when I started stringing these together was when I started pulling my feet back or maybe avoid that altogether and say, Hey, you, you see Mary Lou over there who's stringing those together. She had the same issue and we worked with just pulling those feet back behind the bar. And all of a sudden she started swinging them together. Um, And typically, I find that that scenario to be more effective than my experience versus your experience, um, because that can sometimes lead to a little animosity. So I typically like to try to pull the experience of another athlete, because there's there's no friction there. Because we're if we're having the conversation, there might be already be some friction, I don't want to add that weird friction of I've got it now and I know better and show you. So I just try to kind of avoid that because depending on how you word it, it can, and, and we've all messed this up at some point. Like you can come off as, as, and I say, when I say you, I mean me, you can come off as pompous when you say it just by accident. you like, well, I've got them and I do it this way. And you're like, Oh, maybe that wasn't the best way to word that. So try to use somebody else in the class who maybe has gone through the same thing because people in the CrossFit community, I mean, they want, they're greedy. They want it. Like I don't, I actually, we can all agree they don't actually not ever want to get toes to bar. Like that's not a thing. So, you know, how do, how do I start to entice them with other people's success stories um, and let them know that I'm here to help, not here to, to judge them per se.
0: Nicole, with, with all of that being said, what are some of the things that, you were able to do to improve after listening to the first episode.
1: Um, well, one thing that was really helpful was, um, <laughs> and I might have even quoted Fern on this. Um, one thing that was really helpful, he was talking about, you know, finding articles that relate to the, you know, the mechanics of things, which I've read a few, but could all am always willing to and can't always, you know, read more to learn that. And I was coaching a movement, and I wish I could remember what it was. And I said, It was something about staying in your heels. And I was like, or i can't remember what it was exactly but it was like listen this is science this is not an opinion and like everybody laughed but like as soon as i said that like people like actually listened and so just coming from it from like a factual standpoint as opposed to like hey i just want you to try this or whatever it might be was really uh was really beneficial um another thing that i extrapolated from that episode we have a um a little Mini notes session that we can read um, beforehand um, of how they want the class to flow. But um, when Fern was talking about being prepared, if there's a movement that I still don't feel comfortable teaching, maybe because I haven't had a lot of opportunities, I'm now kind of going out of my way to be better prepared and review some videos on YouTube or whatever I can find from good sources to, um, you know, see what we're looking for for that movement. And that's been helpful as well.
2: Yeah, one of the it's I, I kind of say it jokingly with my coaching staff, uh, and I am joking, but it, there is some truth to it. I said, "Listen, you know, what what helps from a coaching standpoint is to be right." Like that's like like the ultimate, just like it would be from a, if you're a lawyer, be like, "Hey, you know what really makes this good is if I'm right," you know, um, and and if you can do that without rubbing it in people's faces, uh, and admittedly, uh, I over the years I've had to temper this where like I'll coach something it will kind of blow up in the athlete's face and I'll be right. And I will, and I will have resisted basically going through the, I told you so like they get it. So I don't need to rub it in because if I rub it in now, I've lost the opportunity to make a connection. I'll just kind of let them come back to me and say, Hey, you were right. And then I'll follow up with something to the tune of, listen, I just want you to be better. I'm not here to like, you know, make your day miserable, I'm trying to make it the best hour of your day, not the worst hour of your day. So if I'm telling you that it's, it's because I want you to improve your movements. Cause I want you to PR your squat or I want you to get those toes to barn stream together, not just because I'm out here I'm just like enjoying, you know,
0: you know, yelling at people. So Nicole, based on what we put out in that original episode, what are some of the other things that you thought we could have presented better when talking about this? Or do you have any other questions for us in improving this?
1: Oh, um, well, hopefully you can cut this pause out because I wasn't expecting this question, so I didn't think a, I didn't have I don't have an answer for you right away. Um, you know, if anybody has any questions in the future, I suppose. And if this is not answering your question correctly, please let me know. Um, but um, like I said, I think that maybe I should have given my background beforehand, maybe just get some more in-depth, you know, information about the person's question, um, you know, if you feel it's necessary. That way it's more geared to what they're looking for. Another thing I was thinking too is is that um, it seems like you guys have a really great internship, you know, program set up wherever you both are at, and um, I just don't think that's always the case. As, as to other boxes. And so um, just know that sometimes that knowledge base might not be there or they might not have, um, you know, a program set up where uh, they they do everything the way you guys set it up. Um, you know, we, we have a few things that you guys have talked about. We have, you know, we brief the uh, we briefed the workout at the whiteboard. Um, I listened to that episode and we've been doing that for a while and we sort of have some notes up on, you know, that the coaches can review, but, um, definitely sounds like you guys have a way better setup. And I don't think everybody, I don't think everybody has that opportunity. They don't, they don't get to come in as knowledgeable as maybe some of your guys' coaches do.
2: I mean, I think that's fair. I, and I think we're both pretty, um, aware of that just based on the number of coaches that we talk to and the, um, at seminars, and then the questions that we get. Uh, and that's why I think we typically try to point people to resources, you know, like the CrossFit journal, like some of those things in there. Um, because yeah, I, yeah, we're not naive to the fact that like, not everybody has the luxury of having access to somebody who's on the seminar staff, like he and I did when we started, um, or my coaches had when they started. So that's why we typically try to guide people towards those resources because I mean, if if we're talking about the episode we had yesterday, like that's a lot of where he and I got our information, which is, you know, the information's out there and really what we try to harp on people is like, it's there, but you might have to go search a little bit harder for it. Um, You know, and typically I think if you, if we were to go back and just canvas the guests we've had on the show, like those are the people that are successful, just like you're successful in your law practice. Like nobody handed you here's the how to guide on how to be a good lawyer. It's just like, Hey, like here's the, here's the, here's the principles of law. But if you're going to be good at this, like you're going to have to go do it on your own. Um, and it's the same in coaching. Uh, and then, you know, seeking out those people, you know, like send us questions. You know, I I think the people that are the, the most successful, are the ones who are seeking out guidance where it may not be physical. And that's the beauty of technology today. I think oddly enough, this might be a virtual kind of, uh, mentorship for a lot of people like unintentionally or they're listening to this and they're kind of quasi being mentored. Um, well,
0: that was kind of my question to you, Nicole, maybe Fern and I are somewhat removed from this. You know, I, I don't think we're removed from it in the sense that we don't know it happens, but someone like you that has a career, you know, probably has other passions and hobbies that you tend to every day, but you still want to get better at CrossFit. If you, if you're at a box that maybe doesn't have a, internship program or coaches development or even regular feedback what are you doing to improve
1: um oh okay i'm sorry i'm totally misunderstood your question then i apologize
0: um well no, no one, that was d- very different than my previous question oh okay <laughs> um
1: well um basically i'm for one, I listen to you guys' podcast. That's one thing that I'm trying to learn how to improve on. Um, I started from the beginning, actually, so I I haven't listened to yesterday's podcast. I'm still towards the earlier ones, but even just listening to, like, your sumo deadlift high pool um, episode was really beneficial. I definitely try to read articles um, from the CrossFit Journal and any other, you know, reputable sources. Um, I try to look for videos. Um, sometimes that can be hard because... You know, there's so much content out there. What's real, you know, who's a reputable source and who's not, if it doesn't have the CrossFit name attached to it. Um, And I've also um, have a couple coaches in my life, one who's not at our box and one who is at our box, um, that I try to ask questions and get feedback from when I feel like I'm struggling in an area at teaching something and, you know, get cues and recommendations from them.
0: I mean, I think that's kind of the challenge out there. There's 15,000 affiliates how many of them are putting the effort into developing their coaches. So it's, it's a struggle for you then to have to come into your box without feeling the confidence as a, as a coach and then coach these more experienced people. So obviously part of it is on box owners that if they're listening, you need to be actively engaging your coaches and trying to develop them. So I think, what I would also tell you is if that's not happening at your box, we need to seek out someone that is, and maybe in, you know, locally or in the area, there's other more experienced coaches that you can watch that you can, you know, potentially take on as a mentor or watch them to give feedback on your coaching. But I know that's also hard when you have a full-time job and you don't want to, you know, upset anybody at your box.
2: So uh, I do want to like give some answers here and not just speak in, in, platitudes and hypothetically so we talked a little bit about this yesterday and I really want to keep coming back to this because I think it's just for whatever reason it's this overlooked resource and this sounds completely insane what I'm about to say so while we're doing this I just kind of went into the journal and then this is also a dumb question because I don't remember anymore the journal's free now I forgot
0: it's gone back and forth a couple of times, but I believe it's free now.
2: I believe it's free anyway. So I just typed in push press and up popped one, two, three, six, nine, twelve, fifteen. 12, 15. Well, let's just say, uh, let's just say there's 11 in here that are coaching centric with regard to the push press. So that's, that's where I would tell people to go, you know, because, and <clears throat> Articles can be tough and they can also be tough to extract context and, and actual real life practices from, but I would tell anybody who's listening to this, like just go in, just Google CrossFit journal, pull that up and then in the search bar. So it's got category language search and then hit search there. Just type in whatever movement you want and there will be probably at least six to nine videos, if not more that will be videos of coaches at seminars. like this one right here with Nicole uh, Gordon, yeah, I, that was. This video was from a seminar that I was at. Um, there's a t- There's gold in here. These are all things that you could take right now and walk into your class and use all of those cues because they're coaches in a seminar setting, coaching athletes real time, or they're walking through some points performance or stuff like that for the um, for the movement in, a, in one of the movement lectures. And I just think it's just weird people don't go in there. I think everybody's searching in a lot of different places, and I'm like the the journal is just. A gold mine of information um so if, if you're not doing that nicole and the the beauty of these videos is they're way faster as far as consumption of information than reading articles i'm, not, I'm you should still read the articles but these are way faster and you uh, should and, still
0: listen to the podcast yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: just listen to all the ones that jay's not on um so that's, that's, that's what I would do first, honestly. And then you can just go and you can steal from those coaches. Like I'm looking at this series of videos. So Sarah Wilkinson, Flowmaster, Leah Pulaski, Flowmaster, uh, Matt, uh, sorry, Brett Fjord. Um, who is this? Nicole Gordon. I
0: think I it's some great Nutes. articles up on the journal. I think.
2: Yeah. Doug Zakaris. Uh, yeah. I mean, a lot uh, of stuff, man. I mean, like.
0: A lot of what we're saying to you, Nicole. And I know again, it's, we're hoping that it answers your question is just gaining that confidence through being a more experienced, more knowledgeable coach. you know, And I think part of it is the last thing we can add to it is just being stern when those people are being combative. I know it's not always easy, but no different than, you know, if you were getting pushed around in the courtroom, you'd probably, you know, come right back at somebody, regardless of, you know, size, gender you know, ethnicity wouldn't matter. You'd be like, no, I know this shit. I'm right. And it's got to be the same way at the box. Like, you know, putting fitness aside, Hey, you may have more pull-ups than me, but that doesn't mean I'm not smarter than you about the pull-up, you know, same with what, what you do, right. Malpractice. I'm sure some of the people you deal with might know more than you about little things and be better at, at aspects of it, but you're the boss.
1: Um, can I ask you one more question before we, uh, I guess, sign off? Absolutely. Sure. So some other advice I was given, um, <laughs> was that, um, well, if those people just don't want to be coached, then don't coach them. And that kind of didn't sit well with me because I thought in my head, these people are paying a little, a lot of money to get you know, not personal training, but personalized training, getting this feedback. That's what I've always learned, why CrossFit, you know, is a little bit more than just a typical global gym, because, you know, that's what you're paying for. And I wasn't sure if that's some advice that I should take to heart, or if that's something that I should just ignore and continue on anyways.
2: Jay, you already know where I stand on this.
0: No, I mean, I think we're both going to tell you the same thing. You yeah. can't just tell you, you know, oh, you don't want to be coached. I mean, there's an aspect to it where you just maybe, you you have to change your angle, change the approach of what you're doing. But I would never say, let's stop coaching that person. You know, it's, it would be, you know, I don't know what to equate it to, what analogy to use, but it would be like someone else is wrong. So you're not going to do that anymore. Where no, that's just my, it's my responsibility to show him or her what's right and and as a coach it's like the hippocratic oath right we have to help these people
2: i also don't think that's true meaning they don't want to be coached i i just do not believe that and i don't know that anybody that's going to convince me otherwise and i and this is something i stole from Austin in which is flow masters out in santa cruz who if we if we were to present a different scenario so let's say it's not me let's say it's coach glassman or mike bergner or whoever would they be responsive to that person and i it would almost be a 1000 percent resounding yes now the problem with that is like okay well i'm definitely not that person like people definitely their ears perk up when coach glassman speaks which is not the same as when jay speaks nobody cares um <laughs> now so then what i have to do is figure out okay well how do i bridge that gap like even in even in the most minor way like how do I get to the point where like okay it's not that they don't want to be coached I just have to understand that like they don't trust me and that's the important part yet so how do I start gaining trust with this athlete and it might not be that I coach them today and again that's the beauty of CrossFit is like we have tomorrow like they're coming back for weeks and months and I'm slowly going to start chipping away at that and I'm going to give them like one minor pointer that might not even be technical. It might just be strategy related and start slowly dripping this on them so that they garner my trust over time. And, uh, and I think that's important is like, they do want to be coached. So absolutely do not listen to that advice. I think it's, um, I think it's very short sighted and, uh, and I don't think it's accurate as far as like what they want. They wouldn't be there if they didn't want to be coached. They, I just have to get I just have to gain trust with that athlete and it's going to take time. I mean, there's athletes that I still have here that we still butt heads who have been here for like seven years. Um, so yeah.
1: And you didn't scare them off. So that's a, that's a good sign.
2: But going back and I, and the reason I don't think I scared them off is because going back to where we started, which is you, you clearly care about this. Right. And I think this is ultimately like how you would come back to this. Like you clearly give a shit. And I think if you were just to express that to these people, maybe like offline, even after a class, be like, listen, I really want to try to give you the best class and coaching possible. And I'm working my ass off to do that. Just cut me a little slack here. Like I'm clearly new at this. So I'm trying my best. I'd appreciate if you gave me a little bit of courtesy with regard to that. And honestly, like and particularly in a CrossFit affiliate, I don't know anybody that would give you pushback. If they do, they are a complete and utter turd and should leave the gym.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that's really it. Like Fern said, everyone wants to be coached. It's just our angle of, of attacking it. And unfortunately, you know, we're always going to have those people, but much like life, it's how we handle those. So what do you think, Nicole? Do we help you out at all? This is
1: some really beneficial information. I appreciate it. And when the episode comes out, I'm going to listen to it again so that I'm not so concentrated on my answers and more on what you guys were saying.
0: <laughs> you know, and I think something that Fern and I repeat almost always with these episodes is there's no black and white in CrossFit, and that's the beauty of it from from the business model to the programming to the coaching. You know, there's a lot of there's a lot of better and worse, but there's not a lot of right and wrong. So, so long as you're doing your best and you're trying to develop and you're trying to learn and you have avenues to, to do that, like the journal, like us, like other people around, I think you're going to be a great coach. Thank you. And um,
1: I'll, I did not know you guys had a book, so I'll definitely have to check that out. I
0: can't
2: believe you didn't know. It's, it's, it's at least the 1,000th bestseller on Barnes and Noble. Clear. Yeah, let's be Barnes clear. And
0: Noble. Gotcha. You guys don't have a book. Jason Ackerman has a book. Yeah. <laughs> so let's be clear with one. Yeah. And then I, would secondly, never,
2: I would never put my name on a book that he also put his name on. It's,
0: <laughs> it's, I think your name is on it, by the way. It I actually is on it. One. Yeah, I definitely regret that now. <laughs> and it's at least in the top. It was in the top on certain bestseller. You know, Amazon's crazy. But anyway. Yeah, you can check it out. We'd love for you to check was that it out. Was it top
2: 1,000 1, in some obscure category?
0: Yeah, it was like, yeah. it was a... Uh,
2: top 1,000 of gym owner, CrossFit gym owners who have sold three gyms. Like.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Very small subset of authors. <laughs> but anyway, Nicole, it's been a pleasure having you on here. And for anybody listening, you know, this is enjoyable for us. This is why we do it. It's not just about answering the questions, but having this ability to have a follow-up everyone's open-minded. We're all just trying to help each other. You know, the world seems to be falling apart right now and uh, we don't need to add to it. No.
1: Well, thank you guys very much. I really appreciate um, your open-mindedness and just willing to hear my questions and give me some really great advice. So and
2: thank, thank you. you. And thank you for the feedback. And and we mean that very seriously. Like we're not above critical feedback at all. And I think everybody should know that.
0: Thanks. Yeah, I mean, something we've never talked about is you know, this idea of feedback on your feedback, you know, basically we gave you feedback and now you give us feedback on our feedback. But if, if every time you were to give someone advice or talk to someone, you were going to get feedback on how you handled it, you would maybe would approach it differently. So I think, you know, good, good, good on all of us. And that's something you can remember next time you head into the box and, and coach. So keep us posted on it. we love to hear about it. And, and we look forward to, to finding out and seeing you develop over the years.
1: Thanks,
0: guys. Have a great day. Thanks again for listening to Best Hour of Their Day. And thanks again to our special guest. We appreciate all you guys do for us with Best Hour of Their Day when it comes to sharing our posts on Instagram, when it comes to subscribing to us on YouTube, when it comes to the constant feedback we are grateful and we appreciate it. We are trying to build a community based on coaching development and becoming the best version of yourself. And it goes without saying that we couldn't do without all of you. So if you haven't already, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. Season one of dropping in is out. We are getting tremendous feedback and we'd love for you to check it out. Leave us a comment on there, head over to our Instagram, give us a follow, like our pictures, Feel free to share anything that resonates with you. And if you have any questions, comments, concerns, or feedback for us, please don't hesitate. Email us, day at gmail.com. Thanks again. Until the next episode, we hope you've had the best hour of your day.